A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. article um, that he writes weekly and now bi-weekly he goes over the main event and some things that are happening in the standings the overall standing specific leagues he goes through some breakdowns of uh, who picked who and what round to start the draft and how they're doing now um, pretty cool overlook of the season um, really fascinating what has transpired through the articles over the season really got into into depth with how things move player points and uh it's awesome to to be aware of it take a look at you know some of the players that are just really having phenomenal seasons and that are really good fantasy so just i feel like i'm just learning from watching the standings and just uh learning too from you know watching what owners are doing well and what they're doing who they drafted and the moves they're making during the season and we go over some Things to like we go over some peculiar lineup that we may be fielding right now because of a stat chase. You know, you're trying to either chase saves or um, you're chasing saves because you have a high lead in K's. Um, like in my instance, or Todd mentioned, he had the reverse where he's starting more starters to try to get some K's. Um, so we go over some things like that. Uh, I thought it'd be cool if we brought it up and we go over some of the ad drops that we made, um, some team needs that we had. And as well as the player movement, who is the popular pickups and maybe why teams are picking them up. We do a cool little, oh, sorry, a little about the uh, Yankees-Met series as we are Yankees-Met fans um, over the season and over the weekend. Um, And yeah, and uh, what else do we get into? We get some, at the end of the podcast, we get into some player talk for next year. Todd brought up five pitchers and five hitters, um, and we discussed how they might be drafted next year. going into the end of the season as well as what they've done throughout the whole season so um make sure you stay through the episode and listen to that pretty interesting um just starting to get the brain kicking for what we might do next year's draft is pretty thrilling i think already for everyone to take a look at and start thinking about all these things um yeah so enjoy the enjoy the episode and um yeah thanks for tuning in Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. It's been a while, but I am back. Mr. Rob DiPietro, the dead poor hitter. I'm here with Todd Whitestone, the big celebrity in New York City. What's up, Todd? <laughs> uh, not too much, Rob. Glad to be back with you. I'm sorry we missed a week, but uh, I think we can give people some information and uh, hopefully have a nice discussion. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, what a fascinating weekend we had with uh, some Yankees Mets. Um, pretty, pretty good games. You know, you had the 9-11 
um, memorial and stuff like that for a Saturday, which was pretty cool, which I, I think I was telling you before, it, it, as much as I want the Mets to win and make the playoffs, it's just one of those, like, just the game itself, plus, you know, the day it was just like, um, you know, I know everyone, everyone chooses that day to get into politics when you should really just be thinking about right. the firemen and all the people who worked in there and, you know, the, the people who sacrificed their life, um, you know, government garbage aside, it's, it's a day to be thinking about those people. And yeah. I just felt like it was just such a great game and just like, oh, well, you know what? Me and my wife took a drive over to Atlantic Highlands, um, where we are in Jersey, and they had the, you know, they had the beams of light there too. So it was okay. pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I put a picture on Twitter. We were able to see the New York one as well across a river, and um, uh-huh. which is awesome. Yeah. So and then, uh, but uh, yeah, what what a great series. Um, I said, uh, wild, you know, especially ending on Sunday with you know. Lindor um, having a game and, you know, him and Judge uh, Stanton having having a little fun on the bases, uh, <laughs> getting into their war words, you know, the bullpens. It was cool. It, it, it was, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was just like smiling the whole time. It, it was good times. But um, I know Yankees, uh, Yankees got the short end of the series. But um, what is your, uh, first of all, how'd you like the series? And second of all, um, what's your, what's your, percentage of them making the playoffs at right now okay so did i like the series i did like it I, like you said it was competitive these teams are far from perfect both of them but you know <laughs> i think it was kind of fun to have them you know playing each other late in right. the season you know i think that was kind of a good thing i mean i always rag on mlb for stuff that they do that's stupid but this was a good move and um, in terms of the yankees making the playoffs i think it's like I would say it's 50-50 whether they make it, but even if they make it, you know, they're going to be in the one-game wild card. And, uh, you know, that's a crapshoot in and of itself. So then you got a 25% chance of making it into the three out of five round, and that would be against probably Tampa Bay. So I'm not too optimistic for any long stint, but, you know, I can't help myself, Rob. I root for them no matter yeah, what they of course. do. You know, it's, 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 I live and die with them, even though I have my fantasy team, some guys can sort of turn it off and say, I'm just rooting for my fantasy teams, but I still, uh, I still worry about the Yankees uh, unnecessarily, probably. How about, <laughs> how about the Mets? What, I mean, that was Lindor's best game as a Met, I think. Yes, I mean, his first three homer game of his career and a guy, a guy who has a couple of, uh, 30 home run seasons, you know, um, yeah, really. it's a pretty special time to, to pick it. And, you know, it, it, it's just one of those two where you're watching it and you're thinking it has like in your head, man, if he just gets a hold of one, that would be some flex, you know, and you, yeah. you, you know, you go through all the things in your head and he just hits it. And I was frozen. You know, I just like, it just smiled. It was just, it was just yeah, great. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was That'll just, um, happy. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I have a fandom too, but um, I don't go to sleep with my, with the pain of a loss. Um, you know, I, I don't have, you know um, I just try to, you know, you know, root for them, um, hope for good things and uh, everything else out of my control, you know, um, not really a big, uh, you know, booing type guy too, or going to Twitter and saying, you know, this guy's the worst second baseman in history or stuff like that. I think that's, uh, it's funny when people talk about being a baseball player as being so bad, but, uh, 
it uh it's pretty funny but um i just thought it was a great series overall um you know you mentioned the playing game for the yankees i think the worst thing about that is you have to throw cole to keep going yes, right yes, and then yes. and then the weak part is who you know who, who do you pitch if you win i know we worry about it then but right. you know i think they tried to piece it together last year and it didn't work so well yeah. right they don't really have any great plan i mean you know they hope tyon is back you know, they have Jordan Montgomery, who's like in and out. And, you know, I, I don't know. They they will do their best to try to, you know, use the bullpen and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they're starting a three out of five against the Rays, who are a very tough team, as you know, um, you know, with Cole only able to pitch once in game three or something, yeah. I don't think I don't think the odds would be stacked against him. Right, right. And how do you not pitch him to you know to advance? Oh, right, you, got, you have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Uh, so it's so rough. I think they're lacking that second guy to come in and really be uh, comfortable with. Um, you know, in that game one, and you know if they won the playing. But um, what are you seeing from Kluber? So far, it seems like he gets to a certain point in his pitch count and he, he, he either starts losing something, you know, or he's just losing effectiveness this, a second time around. Um, yeah, he, he, he's very unreliable at this point. He's, right. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was not trying to pick him up. He's, he's trying to get by on guile and pinpoint control, and he can do it for an inning or two, but he doesn't have anything, Rob, to get throw past a batter in the strike zone. Right. Right. So good point. I, yep. You can't uh, you can't win that way. I mean, not against good hitters. Right. I mean, once in a while you get a guy to make a mistake, but so no, he's not the answer. And Andrew Heaney, you know, they, they got him in the bullpen now, which is fine. He can pitch an inning or two, but they just they just don't have enough options, you know, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I know watching him was, you know. The first couple of batters, he looked pretty good. And then, um, you know, like I said, he just kind of looked like he loses steam a little bit. And, uh, but what did you think of, um, you know, Glaber Torres had a big, big error and then he, he gets moved off a shortstop. Um, you like that move going forward? Well, I, I'm of two minds on this. Number one is the right place for him to play is second base. Correct. Yes, uh, I that, agree. That is the correct place. But number two, I don't know that you do this in September. Right, you know, right. I, I, I don't think that's the right move either. You know, you went all the whole year putting him at shortstop. I think you you let him finish the season. You talk to him in the offseason. You say, look, Glaber, we're going to bring you back to second. Here's who's going to play short. We want you to be concentrating on hitting and, you know, everything else. I think that right. would have been fine. But and now, like, his hitting might even be affected, right, in his brain. He might be, you know, a lot of guys, you know, when they get switched around and something happens, you know, yeah. that's, that's permanent, it might affect the psyche, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help him. Let's put it Definitely that way. Definitely <laughs> not going to help him, but he's been in such a funk. I don't know that you could say he's going to be a lot worse, but, um, you know, uh, that I think – they're just sort of grasping at straws, you know, Rob, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't follow the Mets as closely, but I don't think they're quite in the same mode of trying to just scramble. Right. Um, but, you know, it still could work. It still could work. It's just, uh, it's going to be very close. And like I said, even if they make it, it's not, they're not likely to go far. I think it's the more interesting question is, 
you know, who of the really good teams is, is likely to win the World Series, which is one of the questions I sort of shot to you by email that we can talk about later, um, mm-hmm. which was uh, if you had to bet on either the Giants or the, or the Rays, you have to go into Vegas and bet some money on one of the two. Who would you bet on? I think I would bet on the Rays. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just uh, I just felt like watching them last year and seeing how close they got. And also, uh-huh. I feel like that path to, um, I guess, least likely to play, to, to go against other stud pitchers. Right. Right. That's a you good know? point. Like um, just even in a Dodger series, you know, you got to just look at all those guys that they could possibly face. Right. And um, I mean, the Braves don't have, you know, an unbelievable uh, staff, but I feel like it's, you know, Charlie Morton's pretty underrated and such. I don't know. I just feel like the pitching, maybe I'm not thinking enough of AO pitching right now, but I feel like yeah, there's less of a gauntlet to run through of, of good, solid you know, yeah, but the, the Astros will be tough to beat. But, right. Well, yeah, they will. Right. But uh, I don't think it's because of their starting pitching necessarily. Um, they're just, they're, yeah, they're just a really well-balanced team. Yeah, I think the Giants are too. I mean, I think that'd be a really interesting World Series, you know, because yeah. they oh, absolutely. they're both uh, sort of uh, platoon teams that really have a lot of guys having really good seasons. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see the managerial approach for each of those two teams right i'm really impressed with the brewers too they really put a nice little group of uh players into this unit and um you know they could just they went in multiple ways too it's just it's really um you know all these teams are succeeding you know in in a similar fashion you know yeah yeah they've got three top starting pitchers right right so that would be tough that's exact. Yeah, I feel like you know. I think I'm thinking of them. You know, actually, you know, the AL is is not bad too. I forgot like um, the White Sox staff is. White everyone Sox just doesn't is- talk about them too much. I feel like the so much of the uh, fo- the focus is on the on on the wild card battles and um, right, right. Yeah, the I mean, White I'm- Sox would be interesting, Todd. How do you feel about them? Like. Uh, resting their guys, you know, toward the end of the season, you think they're going to do that or, or you think they're still going to, you know, Eloy plays, you know, I'm just thinking about like parts of the schedule, you know, in yeah. the, on the NFBC, it's, you know, if they get a three game weekend, are you just going to get right. two games? It's, you know, you're still playing those guys in two games. But... I think you would play them, but I think they're going to give them rest, you know, yeah. once or twice a week, right? especially Eloy and Robert who haven't played the whole year. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're going to see them resting. They don't need to win games. And Tim Anderson, when he comes back, I don't think he's going to play every day. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think the White Sox. I, I just, some something tells me they're not going to uh, make it all the way to the winning the pennant, though. I could be wrong. Um, you know, they'll have to beat uh, the they'll have to beat the Astros probably. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they would have to beat the Rays most likely. Yeah, White Sox Astros is uh, that would be that, uh, that would be a good three out of that's a three out of five I think in that round. Right, man, that's uh, that's fascinating. You know, 
Yeah, that would be a bit, that'd be a fun series to watch. If, just think or, like Dylan Cease uh, would be. I'm just thinking about the the let the the depth of their pitching staff, and you could basically bring them out of the bullpen if you want. Oh, they need Giolito and Lynn to really do well, right? Right, right, and they have Rodon um, and Astro too. It's 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 awesome. Playoff times right around the corner, Todd. You know, um, yeah. Let's get into your article on sbstream.com, The twenty-one day salute. <laughs> twenty-one <laughs> days to go as of when I wrote that article on Monday, and uh, you know the Fab update is, of course, uh, Fab spending is down. Uh, it was only six point four six dollars forty-five cents average per bid one um and uh, that leaves teams with 68 bucks assuming that that's actually going to be spent because you know a lot of that money i think is on dead teams or whatever mm-hmm. so um so anyway there's very little amounts left most players are being won for 10 or less um the leading guys picked up were aj alexi and i think he already pitched sort of in a piggyback role and didn't do that well on Monday. Um, and then Chris Stratton, who is a, you know, possible closer in Pittsburgh with Bednar having an injury. Um, Tony Gonsolin, who's coming back, but he's trying to ramp up his innings. And then the fourth guy was Andrew Chafin, who might be getting most of the saves for Oakland. Right. So uh, interesting, interesting set of names here for yeah, sure. Yeah, not the guys you would have guessed uh, a week, even a week before. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, I think most people are just trying to pick, as we talked before the uh, podcast, they're trying to pick up guys that they need. They need a starting pitcher. They're looking around for that. They need uh, some possible save. They're trying to scrabble for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, you're going to see a lot of, sort of disparate bids, a lot of different things going on because everybody's looking for different things as opposed to April where, you know, there's a hot name. Everybody's going to go for the same guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're playing for categories you need and, um, and such. So um, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I, um, I had to make several pushes in um, the saves department, Uh um, especially more so, Oh, pretty imperative in both leagues, but uh, in in my second main event, I have I had such a head start with in strikeouts, um, and uh, I found it interesting, you know, like how much of it, uh, I want to say easy, but it's it's easier, way easier than it was in the beginning of the year, and they seem to be yeah, sure. plentiful and being able to pick up uh, definitely, you know, definitely. Yeah, I think I had like six saves. I mean, um, nine saves last week. And uh, it's like, wow, if I could keep throwing out this many. Uh, that's why this week I boosted it up to one. I have one starter and uh, eight closers slash semi-closers. I think oh, Steckenrider Rider. I think Steckenrider Rider is the only guy that I have um, that is is kind of like a, a split guy, you know. Right, um, right. But it's yeah, it's interesting what 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 we roll out at this time of year. Like I ha- yeah, I have Barlow, Liam Hendricks, um, Finnegan, Wick, Stratton. Estevez, Chafin, and so I actually have two two starters. I have Rodon and Giolito. I um I didn't play uh, Tyler Wells because of just they had a, a tough schedule. I feel like they're not going to get many wins or chances at uh, a save. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, I'm rolling out the seven closers and uh, yeah, just rolling with. It. <laughs> that's good. I mean, I think that's as I said to you a couple of weeks ago. I think that's 
easier way to go than when sort of my situation is I can gain and lose points both in K's uh, saves and even in, in wins. So it, that doesn't give you a clear path of you should definitely go all starters or all relievers. Right. So in my most competitive main event, uh, we are going with um, uh, two, two closers um, and seven starters. Um, wow. But, but you, you, I think it's easier where you are, which is you just need the relievers mostly or the other way around when people, you just need the starters because then it's a clearer, you have a clearer idea of what to do. Right. Um, it, it just, yeah, it's pretty, um, I love it. It's a, uh, it's, it's a really cool game to play, you know, is when you get inside this stuff and uh, you know, a random point from uh, a random guy, you know, a random time you get a plus one or a plus two. And it's like, wow, like, Definitely. you know, it's such a big victory. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> one, one home run you didn't expect, you know, and then all of a sudden you feel much better. Right. Um, yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. It's, it's so much fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's sure. fun. No, I enjoy, I enjoy the chase. No, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I think I had two. So both of my main event teams um, last week uh, and like broken down in the weekly stats, you know, for the overall. Um, yeah. Both of my teams were in the top. Uh, in the top 15 in saves. I had 10 saves and seven saves. 10 saves from one okay, team. Okay, okay. Steve Weimer, who was on my show a couple of weeks ago, he had, yeah. he had 11. He was second. Um but it's interesting because they're like what what you can really pick up and uh, use, um, and and at, at this time of the year has been pretty interesting. After my first full year playing in the main event, so you know, seeing obviously no season will replicate. Like you know, I'm not thinking in my head this is going to be something we could do next year this easy. I don't know, uh, you know. But, well, I think it is easier to pick up points in specific categories late. Right. Um, but the question is, are you going to be in contention and, you know, can you afford to just focus on one or two categories? Yeah. Um, so, so that's I think that's the advantage you have from what you're telling me. And uh, uh, I think I like your situation if you can just focus on just picking up saves there. Right. Yeah. And it, with my second main event team is, um, you know, my focus right before that draft was to get uh, pitching depth. Um and and you know keep pumping them through like the middle of the draft and through the end of the draft and have you know uh -huh. a, a good amount of starters that i could use in the beginning of the year and um so i wouldn't have to be fishing for you know strikeouts and wins and such right now uh, right, you know? right. And, yeah, uh, i mean i i see that strategy i mean uh usually i don't do that usually i if i have a couple of closers i'm pretty confident in I, I like to play them because I never know if they might get hurt, they might lose their role, mm -hmm. you know. And so I like to get the saves when I can. Um, but I like your idea of, hey, let's bank some starting pitcher stats. And then later on, maybe we can catch up in saves. Right. Absolutely. But uh, it's fun, fun times, you know. It's, uh... All right. So let's get back to some player talk. Um, let's see. Okay. I wanted to hit on uh, Andrew Chafin um, seems to be sure. the most trusted arm in this bullpen. I think right now, I think that's safe yeah. to say, and I, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's safe to say, you know, why not? You know, he definitely has been, 
the most reliable um, in the bullpen so far since he's been there. Um, and Jake Romo got that shot, um, and he just couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't hold on to it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's nice, like he, he's. I could see where the, you know, why the attention was turned to him. This, I think he's probably going to be the best overall pitcher who, you know, has the closing role like left. Cause even before this, you know, um, he was rostered on and off a lot of the year because he was just pitching really well, you know, and yeah. for, yeah. 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 So um, I was in on um, in both leagues. I put bids on him. I got him in one league, um, didn't right. get him in the other league, but um, I think our league that we're in, I didn't get him. And he went to the Bronx, Bronx Bombers. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he, he'd been pitching well and, uh, I feel like Oakland, you know, playing to win. So um, they're going to lean on him, I think, going forward. Unless Havino is kind of making like a little small comeback. It, it was really low leverage. Now he's getting into bigger roles in the eighth. So I, I don't know if he's going to sneak back in there somehow, if he proves that he's he's righted himself. I think he's the guy most worried about, though, taking some from him. Right. I think, you know, what you don't want to see is even like a split where they're saying every other save chance goes to the different guy. Right. You know, you want to, you know, that, and that some managers will go back to the guy that was there for most of the year. I don't know so much about what Oakland will do, but um, certainly Chafin has been pitching better over the last say three weeks total. And you would think that he, even if he is pitching the eighth Rob, he should be maybe getting some decisions, some wins, maybe, if they come back in the eighth inning. Right. Good point. Very good point. Um, I wanted to hit on also uh, Chris Dratton was uh, scooped up, uh, you know, right. Bednar was pitching pretty well. He just got hurt, um, yeah. hurt his side. Yeah. Uh, He's on the IL. Yeah. Yeah. The side. It's a, it's a lot. The side of your body is large, you know, <laughs> what part of the side? No, but yeah, it, it, you know, I think, um, it's also the Pirates, so you're running that risk. You know, how much do they win, you know, and what's their schedule like? Do they really have a shot? But both of them have been pitching really well, and I felt like if anyone had Bednar uh, and either held them or dropped them, they probably tried to at least get Stratton. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the Pirates is sort of a dicey proposition. Who knows how many games they're going to win in that last three weeks. But I certainly think if they do get ch- safe chances, yeah, I think Stratton could – could uh, be called upon and he has a good chance of converting. So it's not the worst dart throw to have. Right. Yeah. They both on the season. Uh, Stratton has four saves. Bednar has three. It seems like they would have a lot more only uh, four holds and nine holds, man. You really get a chance to see, um, you know, I play in my home league is uh saves plus hold and it's head to head, you know, I'm in the playoffs now and yeah. it's um, you know, it's interesting when you take a look at, you know, how to forecast some saves, you know, I, I just have like a simple recipe uh, for holds, just trying to like, I look at what teams are winning teams that um, maybe have some starters that aren't going that deep, uh, you know, and figure like if they playing a bad team or a team, I think they could take a couple games from, I just try to factor that in saying, okay, you know, they'll get less length from a, a starter. Maybe they'll get a few, belief innings in the middle and you know try to target that and the, the pirates even though they have you know such such solid arms they just they're just not they're not getting chances to hold the games right. and hold leads right. you know right. so but i looked at the 
two guys. Um, and, you know, they've just been great all year. If you look at their stats, uh, you know, it's just been solid. They're striking guys out. Um, well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Bednar. I mean, you take a look at his overall stat, you know, I feel like I'm always looking at stats in, in, in short burst. When you look at it, you 216 ERA, a 0.92 whip, uh, pretty fascinating. 26.6 K minus walk on the year and a 15 and a half swing strike rate for uh, David Bednar. So pretty solid. Um, I have to think about this. You know, DCs are going to be starting in about a month and a half. Todd, <laughs> Got to start ranking these guys in my head. Got to um, start drafting. Well, well, I got a couple of questions for you about <laughs> ranking some, yes. some yes. top players. We can do that later. But yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But after I, I'm done rattling off about Stratton and Bednar. Um, <laughs> let's see, Luis Gill of your New York Yankees um, went yes. in 18 leagues for his highest 52. Um, he was one of the higher bids of the week for sure. Yes. Not a lot of large bids, um, be, you know, left to be made. Um, but he commanded one of them. Um, yep. yep. Yeah, I I I stayed away um, for the same reason I stayed away the first time it came around, and that's just you know you were kind of nervous about the walks coming back. You know, right. um, it did in one game. You know, with the seven walks in the three innings versus Toronto, uh, who knows if that was him too, just being uh, afraid of putting it in there versus that lineup. You know, and kind of and trying to pick, uh, but he came back with one walk. Um, against minnesota in his six innings uh but he let up five earned runs and three homers three three homers rob yeah and uh you know i mean he's been sort of lucky a little bit i mean i think he's he's got talent don't get me wrong but i think he's been a little lucky so far Mm -hmm. and uh i don't blame anybody for going for a two-star week that's of course and he can strike out some batters which i think he he did get a few uh against minnesota right Um, right but um I'm not too overly optimistic uh, for him. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, he—I he, think he's—he's he's sort of too in and out. He can have—he could have a great outing, but he could have also a highly mediocre one, like he did Monday. Right. Yeah, I—I I think you made a great point. You know, a, a lot of teams won't be able to resist the two start and. You know, um, looking for some wins too. You know, the Yankees are a good team, um, and you got to factor that in too. That you know, the chance of getting, uh, you know, at least one win is not too bad going against the Twins and right. the the um, <laughs> the no hit Indians. We'll call them because they always get no. It's pretty fascinating. I I can't believe they've been no hit in uh, was it four total games this year? Right, I three. Right. I think it was four. It's at least three. It's three plus one of the sevens. Uh, I think one of the seven inning no hit was them. Um, okay. Well, yeah. And pretty- Plesak was a part of three of them, just on the wrong side. <laughs> I could have told you that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, what about Dietrich ends? Did you? Uh, <laughs> this Dietrich is uh, no. I didn't. I didn't home in on him. He is starting for Tampa on Wednesday or Thursday, though. And you can't sort of totally discount a, a starting pitcher for Tampa, but the key is, is he going to get five innings, even if he's pitching fairly well? I mean, you know, Tampa is likely to say, well, you got three and two thirds, you know, you give up no runs, let's get you out of there. Um, right. So I, I wasn't particularly in on him, but yeah, I mean, if he's talented and he can pitch five, that's a great team to be pitching for. So can't argue with that. Todd drafted by your Yankees in 2012 in the 19th round. 
Okay, that's uh, really encouraging. What did they, they get, let him go for? He left the Yankees in 2017, went to the Twins. Uh, he made AAA for the Yankees. Um, he was, uh, let's see, in 2017 on the Yankees, seven games started in AAA, 39 innings, um, 37 strikeouts, 2.29 ERA, and a 1.02 whip. Uh, let's see, not too bad. Um, did they trade him or did they? 17% K minus walk. Jeez, uh, ground ball machine too that year. I don't know. I'm on fan graphs and it doesn't, I don't know where to see that on this. I don't see the trade things. I'm just looking at it. It's not important. I'm sure. That's in the minus. Interesting. I didn't know he was, uh, yeah, I always wonder like, how do they, uh, it might've been part of something. Went to the might, twins. Might, might've, might've, you included him as a part of a package or something. Yeah, 2017 Yankees Twins. Was there anything involved there? Was that Pineda? Was he? Uh, the only guy that comes to mind that could have possibly been traded between those teams. But then, I yeah. Uh, yeah, he made it to the Padre. And he just wasn't good in AAA for the Twins in 2018. The Padres in 2019, 6.7 ERA, 1.7 whip, and 137 innings. Whoa, that's not good. Interesting. <laughs> but he became really good this year. It's look at that in 2019 on the Padres, seven percent K minus walk with a seven FIP and a five nine X FIP in triple A. And then he goes to the Rays this year, 2.5 ERA, 25% K minus walk. He went up 18%, almost a 17 and a half percent. What what do the Rays do? You know? Wow. They teach him something, they teach him something. That's just fascinating, you know. <laughs> okay. I didn't look enough into ends. I, this is just partially because of what I, I think I, because of what I needed on my team. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, you're it's not just looking for starters, right? Right, right. You're just completely not looking at, uh, you know, this way towards a couple of guys. But uh, interesting, interesting. Um, what about Seth Bear? Best name in sports, Todd Wright. That's that's uh, my that's my two cents on that. Seth you Beer, think he's got a better name than Packy Norton? Well, that is close, I have to admit. But uh, maybe if it was Packy Beer, you know that <laughs> that would be the best name in sports. But uh, Seth Beer, I mean, you know, you got to like adding him. I mean, he's going to play for the Diamondbacks. Apparently, uh, they they brought him up even though their minor league team was still playing. Mm-hmm. So, so that's got to indicate that they want him there for some particular reason. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's got some power and uh, maybe, maybe that can work. I wasn't particularly looking for um, a guy with his uh, particular set of skills, but. Um, right. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, I saw that he DH'd, you know, in a, um, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I saw that they were actually going to gain DH this weekend. So I picked them up uh-huh. where I needed power in my, um, in one of my teams, um, for that okay. specific Friday to Sunday, uh, placement, you know, um, though, but he did get the start. Um, let's see, versus a lefty on Monday, he didn't start. It was Christian Walker, but, um, he's in the lineup today. Um, okay. so that might be a lefty righty between him and Walker at at the minimum, um, but maybe, maybe, maybe maybe with a couple of torrid games, he could, you know, um, he can gain some PT, but uh, yeah, I, p- I picked him up for the old Friday to Sunday. Hopefully he okay. DHs all three games and just, you know, bangs away, Todd, you know? Well, he's four for nine. So you, you got to like that. If he keeps hitting 444, I think he'll take it. 
<laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, get the best name in sports, and you know that would be a great story if you just get me like a at least one home run point. You know, uh, that, right. that would mean the world to me, Seth Bear. There you go. Uh, but yeah you know he he always hit hit the hits the ball well in the minors so um i think with some extended run you know he you just give him some opportunity to uh you know to get going and um who knows like you get these power guys at the end of the year that just give you a little a little bump you know that's all all you need is a little three-week run and then you're uh you, you might be in good shape right absolutely um and I actually picked up uh, uh, a Yankee and Mr. Brett Gardner. Um, Brett Gardner getting playing time. Getting some PT. Also, um, I know, you know, the Yankees had a seven-game week, so uh-huh. that helped, especially in some of the, like, uh, I'm in, um, you know, like a weekly league with weekly lineup moves, and it, it was OBP, you know, so he, he was just uh, – you know, he's a good target in that kind of league for sure. But uh, he, he also has um, the three righty um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, against Eli Morgan, Plesak, and Savale. So right, right. I kind of like that. I kind of like that um, series. And even for him, for the whole week, you know, kind of um, as a little yeah. bump. Like you said, he's been playing and, you know, He's prone for those, uh, you know, I guess the, that Friday to Sunday is also at home. So, you know, you take a little pull happy, you know, three, three oh eight down. What is it? Three, three, three hundred and two down the line. Some amateur stuff. Uh, like I think that, it right? used to be two ninety nine. Two ninety. It's like arc ball. Crazy. Yeah, that's, not, uh, that's not what it is now. It's like it's like maybe three oh eight right? or something. Oh, is it? OK. All right. They moved it back a little, but it was crazy. And then also the left center in Yankee Stadium used to be 463. <laughs> wow. That, that was just... when they, they had, the, the, it was so far, Rob, that they had the monuments on the field because, <laughs> because it was so far from home plate. And there was a couple of times when a player would hit the ball into the gap and it would roll all the way and he would be hunting behind, behind the monuments. It was kind of pretty funny. Um, oh but anyway, <laughs> that they had the um they had the uh what's the train over there the d or the four, no what's the um uh, yeah it's, it's the, the four train the four train in. was in left field yeah well that basically was it basically was it oh that's fascinating stuff fascinating stuff um one other guy I wanted to note on uh, Chris Bassett um, yes, actually yes. picked him up in my tag team league that um, that me and Jenny Butler share because um, okay, okay. yeah yeah we, we, the wins in that league I gotta bring it up because it's it's so wins and the saves in this league are so extremely close and not just for like um, a couple teams you know it's deep and it can affect everyone too so the wins in this league so. Um, it's 84, 79, 77, and then 74, 74, 73, 73, 72, yeah, yeah, 77. Yeah. I mean, 72, 72, 71, and even 68. And so it's so bunched up and it's so, so super close. And, uh, exactly. you know, so we were kind of hoping, you know, hopefully um, he says he's not going to have to, he, he'll he'll still be stretched out. So I was kind of encouraged by that. I hope he gets one start, two starts, you know, uh, that'd be super if he gets two, but I'm kind of yeah, banking on one. He's gonna, they said he's almost ready to go. So, I mean, I think you could get some starts out of him for sure. 
That'd be great. I, I hope he's fine. I mean, he, you know, he just had a bad injury there. Um, so, uh, and now the guy I picked up uh, more. Yeah, who'd you pick up this week? Who'd you guys? The main guy we were just coming to him is Tommy Listella. Boom. And because um, he's eligible at first and second. And also he, the giants are playing a lot of righties this week. Right. Right. So, so um, I like that. Plus they have him leading off against righties. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that situation. I, I added him in a few places and I'm hoping that he can, can, he can hit homers and, you know, he certainly can get on base and score runs. So that's kind of a couple of things I need. Absolutely. I feel like, um, plus you get the multi right eligibility with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I felt like this, there were certain teams I was targeting all throughout, um, all my leagues, not just the main event, um, for that Monday to Thursday, uh, that Monday to Thursday, you know, Texas and, um, SF, anyone that was available on those teams was right, pretty right. much owning it on the Yanni Hernandez. And, uh, I know he, he was a popular hiccup. He was picked up in 12 leagues and DJ Peters in 12 leagues is, um, yep, yep, yep. Pozo in eight leagues. So, uh, it was like some guys had some similar thoughts there. Um, I'm surprised DJ Peters, I know is actually still available in that many leagues. I mean, he's, he's been smoking the ball and he plays every yeah. day, you know? Uh, good. I mean, I, I don't think he, in over a course of a long season, he'd be have a good batting average, but he has power. Yeah. And those kind of guys can definitely get hot and he's been, he's been good. Right. I know some people who picked up both Peters this week, Dylan and DJ. <laughs> Are they related? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean he he he's not he doesn't have a good average in even even in 169 at bats, but you know eleven homers. I'm sure there's some guys that are in need of some power right now. So as long as you're not gonna you know get slammed in batting average, getting some everyday PT with some yeah, homers. Yeah, yeah. I mean in in some leagues the batting average kind of, is kind of set, so mm-hmm. if you're not going to gain or lose much, you can you can certainly roster a guy like that and hope for the power. Right. Absolutely. Um, who who else besides Tommy Listella were your guys this uh, week? Let's see. I just want to look at my my main uh, the league that James Anderson and I have that we're uh, the closest on. We picked up. Wait, this is the wrong league. Um, picked up Lane Thomas, who I, is leading off. He was still world. available. He was still available in our main. We got fascinating. Yeah. And uh, the other guy we got in a couple leagues, uh, Rob, was Lurie Garcia, mm-hmm. um, who's eligible like in every position that's been created. Right. And, and he's all, he goes to your point about the White Sox resting guys. I think a guy they are, would play instead of the other people would be Lurie Garcia. So right. I think he'll play a lot. Um, so uh, that was, that was a good pickup we th- felt. And then, the other two guys were Eric Lauer and Brian De La Cruz. Um, wow! So yeah, that was uh, surprising. We got all four of them. Yeah, seriously, that's that's pretty. That's a nice group, you know. To nice yeah, there was only that was a total of uh, twenty three dollars. <laughs> wow! So that's yeah, awesome surprising. job. Yeah, but uh, we're we're still scra- scrounging in third place, so we're hoping to get a little bit of a run. Um, but, uh, anyway, those, those are the guys we focused on. And I think, yeah. um, 
I mean, I Lane Thomas, Lane yeah. Thomas, I know that that surprised me. A guy like scoring basically every game, uh, you know, and he's leading off and he's he booted Robles to the minors. Is just a surprise, like a guy like that is still available in league because yeah, uh, I feel like that's so precious, like batting, you know, um, PT leading off and and just no headache of, of you know, will he get, you know, platoon because it's just, he's getting a clear run at it. Yeah, I think they're and they're. I think they're just letting him go. I don't think that he, even if he has a little bit of a cold streak, I don't think they're gonna take him out of the lineup. So, um, so we'll yeah. see. But that, but that was that we felt a good play, and you know, I think everybody's taking their shots, Rob, trying to get the best guys they can for their, you know, thirty-person roster, and just sort of patch it together. Uh, but. Right, exactly. It's going to be no. close. It's going to be close. Uh, we'll go through some of the leagues uh, later on, but there's some really close leagues, including the one that you're leading. Um, yeah, let's get into that. Sure. Well, let, uh, just let's um, quickly mention the WOW bid was only $55. Um, that was for uh, Adrian Hauser, which mm. I wouldn't have guessed that he would be the highest, but whatever, uh, people, somebody needed a starting pitcher. Um and then the Coliseum, yes. two guys that made it, Paul Seawald and Nick Solak, uh, had a good three-week run after they were picked up. Seawald got one win and two saves um, and a good ERA. And Nick Solak was batting 313 with a couple of homers, a couple of steals. So those made it. Um, Jake Myers was more of a middle push, and Michael Lorenzen did not work out. What a dud. Um, Dud. It was a dud. So again, we're still pretty much where we always have been. It's about half the players have been thumbs down, a quarter, twenty one percent up, and in the middle, twenty seven. So you know, it's a, it's it's a, still the rough same percentages. Right. Um, right. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Seawall has has hit a little wall. It seems like in the last yeah, three or four outings, they might go with your boy Steckenrider more. Um, yeah, I but, see a little Castillo stacking rider acting right now. Could be, it could be, yeah. And Solak, I'm just so happy about that one, Todd, because he failed me miserable to start <laughs> the season, and then scooping him back up. And I know Brian Slack is gonna um, probably play another, uh, you know, sound bit of me um, talking about Solak. I didn't even realize. I don't know if you saw that that interaction on Twitter, but I had no oh. idea of my reaction. To, um, when we talked about Solak that show until he replayed it through um, no, no, no. Oh, a sound clip. Yeah, it was, I'll pull that up. I'll send it to you of when it was. Yeah, that tweet. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. But um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy he, he's been, like you, like you showed here, 313, two homers, two stone bases, nine runs, and 10 ribbies um, in, the, you know, in that span. So that's been awesome. Yeah, he's been very helpful. Yeah. Right, for sure. So let's see, just going over the overall standings quickly. I mean, Phil Dassault has first and third, which is a little, a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking, uh, what a guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know if I can really uh, endorse that too much. I don't know what. And then Tyler Young has four, seven, and 13. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. And then if you... I, I also sort of categorized um, which leagues were close, which leagues were sort of moderate, and which leagues were had likely champs. And if you look at the likely champs column, um, 
all three of Phil's uh, teams are likely champs, um, the over 15 point leads. Um, Tyler also, all three of his teams, you know, are not even being challenged. Um, and wow. Then- so that's, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's just amazing, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, it's not just that they're winning a league, which is good enough, but uh, Andrew Geller is also uh, comfortably leading two leagues. The Guild, right? The, the Guild's on Twitter. Yeah, he has, he's having a fascinating season across pretty much all the formats, too. I know. <laughs> OCs and cut lines, and uh, he does it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, he's I'm really not even good. writing about that, but, I mean, even in yeah. just the event, that's really good, and so you can see the other ones. And then I was just mentioning the really close leagues, which there are about 14 out of the 43. So maybe like a third are really close, including the league where you, Mike, and Mark Strebo are all really close fighting for the title. Yeah, Mark um, just snuck up on us like like a Hall of Famer would. You know, he's, he's just he was there. And then every week, it just his name got more in my peripheral and then it just moved up moved up and uh yeah, you know he's just he's, he's right. great he's just a great he's player right and he's right in the mix and yeah some, some of these guys that are really good sort of have crept up like john posma has crept mm-hmm. up he was behind in a few leagues and now there's a couple he's really fighting for the win um you also have um let's see uh you, you have uh who's i gonna mention Abdul Madani is, has been sort of scrounging around and he's, he's come up on a couple of leagues uh, to, to be in contention. Mm-hmm. And then Casey Cha, who's a great player. Um, he's, he was way behind, but now he's one of two fighting for a title in one of his main event leagues. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of great players, but yeah, you can sort of tell that these guys really grind it out and really, uh, you never have them completely beaten. Yeah, that's that's crazy. The the disparity in some of the lead um, for the leads right now, um, especially like that the one league uh, with um, Christopher Torres, Brian Slack, and um, Isaac Cockburn. That's is that the real name? Is that a real name? It, it, as far as I know, I don't know. Okay, I, I, I just want to listen because some of the names I see, and I'm like, that's that's not a real name. But and Matthew Davis, they're all it's a pretty close league. Um, and I know Chris Torres uh, played, you know, it's his first year getting into it too. So you know, and uh, and Brian's really really good dude. So it's uh, you know, I I see their interactions a lot too on Twitter talking about uh, you know, their their league and such. So um, it's really cool that you've been been covering this, Todd. I feel like I'm you know I'm I'm diving in and I kind of uh, you know, know a lot about a lot more about these leagues than I would have, I think, without yeah, the article. And I think it's just putting me more in tune overall to the movement and the shift and, and, yeah. and how, you know, leagues can change, you know, sometimes pretty quickly and sometimes not at all, you know? Sometimes they're just all but decided. But, yeah, I think it's fun to watch even even the ones where you're not uh, a part of the uh, league, you know? So, um, but, yeah, everybody's everybody's fighting, and I think, these last 21 days are going to be very exciting um, in the main event. And that doesn't even include some of the other leagues that we have going on. Right. Um, Absolutely. Pretty good stuff here, Todd. I like the uh, probably great. determined group. I like the, I like the label for that group. Pretty solid. Did there. All right. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. So somebody, I have a feeling somebody's going to email me that 
was not included on one of these lists and say, see, I, I came from behind and you didn't even list me. Yeah, see, so your articles providing fuel maybe for players, you know, because they want to prove you wrong, you know? Exactly, and, exactly. And, and, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, whatever anyone needs to get a little push, you know? The old bulletin board material. The old bulletin board material, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's cool. And like I mentioned when I was talking about um, Andrew Gella, you know, just take a look around. You know, I have an OC team, and I did have a cut line team, and obviously played draft champion. But you know, just just hopping in the overalls um, standings for the, the leagues, you, you know, you kind of see names over and over, and you're like, wow, you know, it's just pretty impressive. Is you, you see them everywhere, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. You, shout guys, out to everybody. Yeah, they're good. I mean, you can't sort of you can't deny it. Uh, if they're winning this many leagues with this many different situations, they have to be doing a lot of things right. I got my list going for you know getting those people on as soon as the season ends for you know talk about this year and get ready for next year it's all about getting it's all about time you know how the off season was for the poor hitter podcast last year we're just gonna hit him again todd great, great. It. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates to talk to i'm gonna get yeah. on this on this list if you can get them absolutely 100 percent. we're gonna take a whole bunch of them and uh hopefully they're willing to come on and tell us uh their tricks and how to be super they probably, successful. They probably won't tell us all of them. But yeah. uh, now, Rob, we were talking about having, a, you know, an Ask Rob segment. So I had the uh, five hitters and five pitchers I wanted you to look at. I don't know if you had time to look at my information I sent to you. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, 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 took, I took a quick little gander. I, I didn't dive okay, in okay. as deep as I, 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 I should yet to make such, you know, such bold <laughs> predictions for next year but i have enough i think you don't need to lock you in for (laughs) all time but just for the people that are listening the five pitchers i gave to rob to consider like who would he want to draft first were aaron nola you darvish lucas giolito chris sale and robbie ray now this assumes that all five are healthy they have a good spring training there's no issues that would cause you to you know avoid them or whatever um but I think it's an interesting group because all, a lot of these guys are highly regarded. Um, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray is more of a newcomer, but all these guys were very sought after. I mean, Sale was hurt, but he's come back and looked very good. Um, so the question would be, you're in round two or whatever. You, you want a starting pitcher. All these guys are available. Who are you looking to draft, Rob? Oh, man. In round two, I'm probably still going to go to the bank for G- for Giolito. Okay. Um, I okay. would I um, I probably won't be um, on you, Darvish. I wasn't looking to get him this year and he's regressed some. And I fear that that's now not going to come back. Um, you know, with him getting older and um, uh-huh. something's missing there. Like he, you know, you can see how he, he, when he locks in, he's just a different pitcher and he doesn't look like he's on that level. And it could be maybe he was using a substance or maybe he wasn't. And he just, cause you know, things have changed. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if he's a little hurt uh, right now, to be could honest, be. because I just feel like the last four starts, he's really been off. Yeah, and just like the K percentage dropped almost three percent, um, and he's 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 hitting the zone a lot less than he was, 
you know, over the course of, uh, you know, last season. Um, and who knows, maybe it was just short season that played into that a little bit. Um, but yeah. it's um, I, I, I probably won't be looking to go for Darvish. Uh, I still, I still like what G Lito is bringing to the table. Um, you know, okay. Uh, okay. you know, still a really good pitcher. I think with, you know, some little bit of like, uh, a little bit of like he had some little bad ball events. I feel like that influenced innings that were fluky. Uh, because I watched a lot of him this year, and it's just, um, you know, I felt like he he had a couple of innings that got away from yep. him that started with like a, a random, you know, blue pip. And obviously, I know these things happen in baseball, but I guess when I when I'm watching it, I'm seeing it. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it really is. Uh, you know, his, his, he still puts the ball on the zone and, you know, guys still have a trouble hitting it um, compared to others. You know, he's still got a yeah. 78% zone contact. Um, you know, his, let's see, his CSW is still 30%. Um, the first pitch strike is better than it was last year it's in the 60s. So um, just the K percentage is down, you know, um, but the, the swing and strike rate is still solid. So it just goes to like, I don't think that K rate, um, I don't think, I think it can come back, you know, with, um, yeah. slight, slight, slight tweaks, but, uh, I'll still take the, he's probably going to come close to 200 K. He's got 180 right now. Um, yeah, he will, he'll get close to that. I mean, yeah, he's just been slightly underwhelming, you know, I mean, that's a good way been, to put it. That's a good way to put it. He's not been, he's not been bad, but he's never really gone on that run where you say, wow, this is great. You know, he's just rolling out there for three or four starts. Right, um, right. Um, no he's got like an interesting, sorry, interesting like ratio is 29 barrels and 25 homers. Um, right. You know, right. normally you'll see that a little lower home run. So maybe he, he he's getting some, you know, because his home run to fly ball rate, um, you know, went up 1%, but um, from 13.3 to 14.6. So nothing crazy there, but it just seems like, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, a couple I more looked balls up his can... hard hit rate. His hard hit rate is thirty four point seven, which isn't too bad, right? I don't think, right. but nope. um, but uh, you know, again, he just he just hasn't put it all together. That's all I can say. He's got a good team to pitch for. He's only got nine wins. Yeah, see, that's the interesting one right there. <laughs> that's the interesting one because yeah, you would think you would think like compared to Aaron Nola, who pitches for the Phillies, who are, are not terrible, but you know they they always find ways to lose games and, and screw things up. Um, and he, Nola has seven wins. And I, and I just, I just feel like Nola has been a better pitcher, but the team context is so much better with Giolito. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how far Nola is going to fall. You know, would you expect him to, I mean, Nola, no, I think he'll be second, third round too. I mean, I don't think any well, of these third, guys. Yeah, third round will gobble him up all day if he's gonna if yeah, he's floating. Sure. I don't know if he's gonna be floating around there in like early draft champ season because you know uh, people just I don't know I don't know how pet. I would say I would say maybe the end of the second, but I wouldn't expect to get him in a third of a fifteen team league. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? You know, who knows how much those surface stats will influence a lot of people? You know. Because under yeah. the hood, it's under the hood, it's still pretty, pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah he's still he's been pitching well. Now, uh, Robbie Ray, I just did want to point out because he's been basically great this year. But his 
his hard hit rate is way the highest of all five of these guys. It's 42.6. And, uh, you know, I'm just not convinced that he's going to have the same kind of whip, which is 1.03 that he had this year. I mean, he, he's always been a high walk guy and I don't know that he's figured it out for all time. I could be wrong if he reproduces this, but I just feel like he's, he's been a little fortunate. Hmm. Yeah, he's um, he's an interesting case. I think he's going to be the most interesting case out of all these guys. Maybe Sale too, because of I don't know, you know, how many people are just going to assume the old Chris Sale will come back, and maybe it does. But um, you know, trying to forecast that that it's going to be pretty difficult. But I yeah, I feel I, like I think Sale will go early. I, I, whether they're right or wrong, he's going to go early. Um, right. Robbie Ray, I'm not as sure about, but the the first four on this list, I would tab for the second round unless they have some health problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, right, I so think let's... I would have to think um, honestly. Um, I I kind of if I had to rank them of sorts too, like uh, you know if if Robbie Ray obviously if he's not going in the second round, then I don't have to take him there. I won't, you yeah. know. But I you know. I, if I had to put them in order, it's a Giolito, Nola, Ray, Sale, Darvish for me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put Sale higher, I think. I mean, again, I'm presuming that he's he's healthy in the offseason and everything like that. But, yeah, I just feel like he's sort of a step above these other guys um, when he's when he's going well. Right, right. The one thing is, I feel like even with Ray, like if he resigned with the Blue Jays, right? Yeah. And you got even a little bit of regression with that offense. I just like the ability for him to land a whole bunch of wins, you know, too. That's so, true. That's true. They should um, give him plenty of support. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's got, and he'll he'll give you strikeouts no matter what. I mean, that that's his calling card. Yes, so, that is his calling card. Absolutely. But it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what steamer spits out, you know, once you start seeing those things and, um, you know, kind of, you know, forecast what what you think is going to happen as well. It's, it's, it's going to make for interesting point. But I think the Robbie Ray one is going to be fascinating because you know, that, that's the like, one that will be. Right, right. You know, because by main event season, you'll probably see him pushed into that range. But I don't know if he starts there at first. I don't know if you get a little more hesitancy or you get more of the recency bias where, you know, like, you know, the Blue Jays make the playoffs and he goes on this magical postseason run. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden you're drafting a draft champion in December and 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 he's and and he's already there, you know, and then does he even climb any higher, you know, which it's going to be fascinating. Like Max Scherzer, you know, like <laughs> the run he's right right now, he's a first round pitcher, like no doubt, definitely, definitely, no yeah. doubt, you know, no doubt. and he, he was the one too. And I have in two draft champions, I'm pretty happy about um, just, just passing on the, uh, you know, I picked him over Castillo and Nola in both of my leagues because I just, I still thought he was going to be, you know, old Max, you know, and I was willing to take the, take the L on if age and injury, um, yeah. you know, yeah. but, and then, and then it just happened to it. And in a couple of leagues where he, he, he was being bypassed, you know, later than I thought he should have went. And was, yeah. That was like early in the season. And like, that, let's, take, let's take That's a shot. Yeah. It's like the early drafting is cool because, you can, you know, take advantage of maybe any marketing efficiencies, but also, you know, obviously you can get bit in the butt too from it, you know, heavy. Um, yeah. But 
Um, I like that. It's still my, I think it's my favorite format, Todd. I love the draft champion. I, I know you know you do. You like, you like that. 50 it's round fun. Board. I just, yeah. I love the fun of forecasting a whole roster of teams. And, you know, then you get like a, you get your chance to use a random player, you know, for a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago was Tyler Wade and that, yeah. you know, crazy yeah. week where he had 11 stolen, <laughs> seven stolen bases, you know, and I actually played him that week because I, I needed him. And also he was had PT, you know, and I was like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. this is the time. And then, you know, you get little weeks like that and it kind of beats anything you'll get from your third round pick. You know, like the feeling that you get when oh, yeah, a yeah. 44th round pick like helps you so much. You're like, yes, oh, yeah. it's it's a huge victory. It's a huge yeah, you victory. You feel much smarter when your late round pick uh, is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good time. But right, I like this little group of players that you put together here for the for the pitching spot. How would you rank them in order? Um, just um, I think I would be tempted again. I'm assuming health. I would be tempted to put sale first. Ooh, Todd, I like it. Sale first. Um, I think uh, I would be uh, Giolito a second, probably just ahead of Nola, uh, and and Darvish fourth, and Robbie last. Um, you know, like I said, if he was if he was slipping. I just think he's going to go early third, so I don't think you're going to get a discount. But right, that, that's right. that's where I would play it. Right. Um, so do we have time for the five hitters? That Let's I do it. Want? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, the five hitters I gave to you were Starling Marte, Luis Robert, Jesse Winker, Cedric Mullins, and Teoscar Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Now, these are guys that I mentally think would be going around round three. Um, mm, round three. But, All right. All right. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I mean, maybe I'm a little aggressive, but, um, but anyway, uh, so, so you, these are different profiles, obviously, but the question is, who would you go for first? You have the uh, Starling Marte 45 steals. You have the Luis Robert who's had a partial season, but he's batting 344 and, you know, he's giving you seven homers in a short stint. Um, Jesse Winker, who's hurt now, but he's got, uh, 24 homers in 420 at bats. So that's a pretty good ratio. He doesn't give you any stolen bases. Um, Cedric Mullins has been like fantastic. He's given you 29 homers and 28 steals. Uh, that's been unbelievable. And then Teosco Hernandez, who is a guy I frankly missed on. Um, he's batting 308, 27 homers, and he's also given 11 steals. So these are all guys that have their plus and minuses, but I think uh, which kind of profile would you be tempted to go for first? Well, since I was tempted with Luis Robert's profile this year, I'm probably going right back to that profile again. Um, I think I got him in the third round of uh, that tag team draft that I mentioned that I did with Jenny um, in our New York main event. Um, and on on the wheel, you know, when I had second, third round pick, Mark Zerebro took Robert ahead of me, right? Ahead of both of right. us right, in the right. second round. And my whole concern was um, if I had that wheel and I had to choose between Tucker, who I ended up taking, and Robert, it was going to give me like Ajita. Because um, it, 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 I think it's still going to this year. I think I, I just love both their profiles. I know he's on this list, but he took just a comparison. Um, so I like I like that. I just, I mean, he has thunder in his bat. Um, yep, he, 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 he's, you know, he obviously hasn't 
gotten the speed back going, you know, since, and I think, um, you know, rightfully so he, he says he still doesn't feel a hundred percent and, right. you know, um, but I, I kind of think with the, with the off season um, of healing that, you know, I don't know, something like 40, 20 is really in play for him, you know, and yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd and be I think fantastic. that, I think that the, um, you know, the, uh, let's see, the K rate's at 20.4% this year. I think it's a lot, you know, that's a lot better than um, what everyone was anticipating for sure. But um, just the contact overall is better up from uh, 61% to 74%. Um, you, you just see, like, he, he's starting to understand major league pitching better. Um, yep. He's starting to get a better feel for the plate and to – to know, like, and he's getting older and he got some great veterans around him. He sees, you know, how Jose Abreu works a cat, uh, count and just drives the ball he wants, you know, like he, he gets the pitch he wants to drive and he yep. drives it. And I think that's going to get better. And I think yeah, he's that's learning. He's definitely learning. Yeah. Everything too from on, on StatCast is just, you know, the, the exit velo on fly balls is awesome. Oh, yeah. um, he hits, um, I was looking at on EV analytics uh, with Derek Hardy has a bunch of awesome different buckets of stats. And um, he has one statistic where uh, the exit velocity, um, the percentage of balls that you hit over a hundred and he's, he's uh, I think 42% of his balls go over a hundred exit velo. So he's just constantly getting good wood on the ball. And like I said, it's that 40, 20 type profile is, um, but I think Marte is going to sneak back up into a range where you you'll see teams taking him at the wheel of first and second right. round. Right. That could um, be true. Yeah. And rightfully, you know, I mean, how can you, uh, you know, yeah, 322 with uh, 45 steals. Yeah. And we're banking on the, you know, the, you know, obviously the steals go down as you get older and he's 34, but I mean, he looks like, and he's 45 for 48, you know, so <laughs> something is going on where too, he's oh, getting yeah, better he's, at, he's, at actually he's, stealing. He's in good shape. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, w- I would definitely take him first if, if I had the choice mm-hmm. uh, because it's great to get the steal sort of locked up, you know, um, but who would you, who would you guess has the best there's two players that have a hard hit rate of 47, 48%, and the rest are down around the 40, 37 level. Who would you guess were the two players that have the best hard hit rate? It's Teoscar and Winker, because I'm looking at it, but I see Teoscar. Yeah, okay, and Winker, okay, that's right. Yeah. Teoscar, yeah, Teoscar is a great name. I mean, like you mentioned, when you were, you know, 27 homers, 11 steals, um, 308, just uh let's see what so that's, eight, yeah that's basically 30 15 yeah over the full season and 83 got, runs 102 he's got a 48 the hard hit rate is 48.6 percent for people listening right which is just amazing so i mean i'd be very tempted to take him where i needed to um, right but but again there's a lot of good players and mullins mullins also i mean 30 30 i mean what how can you complain about that I mean, yeah, I know you can't. Absolutely not. You can't complain about that at all. You just, just been... the, the last guy for me would have been Winker. I, he'd be the last guy I take, not because he's been bad, but just because he gives you no speed. And, right. um, and, and also he gets hurt a lot. I feel like it's not always predictive, but I feel like Winker is a little 
a little uh, injury prone. Mm -hmm. So I'd be less likely to go with him than the other four. Right. I, I, I would probably um, have Marte, Robert, Teoscar, the firm one, two, three. Uh, uh, another thing when I was talking about the a percentage of balls that go over hundred, hundred miles an hour is um, Teoscar's at 46 and a half, one of the top 115.7 max EV. He just slams the ball and you know. You know, he uses the sprint speed, which is up there. He's actually um, see Marte's at 28.57 and Teoscar's at 28.52. So just a, just a fraction 0.05% slower. Uh, it was pretty fascinating. Um, just yeah. I, I think that's the uh, time from, for uh, home to second or whatever, how Derek Hardy has it measured on his site. Um, it's just uh, actually uh, sprint speed. It's a measurement of a player's top running speed expressed in feet per second. So, yeah, it's pretty fast. Uh, let's just say he's pretty fast and he's powerful um, and in, in a great lineup. And, yeah, I think the question is where does he go, right? Um, how you high does he go? Third round is the latest you're going to get to us. Right? I, I, I agree. Yeah. The, the latest. Yeah. Yeah. It could, I, be, I, could be late second. I mean, you know. Right at that wheel, you know, like I mentioned, uh, Maybe like pick 30, 31, yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty fascinating. Um, no, uh, I say I'd probably be least in on Mullins because I think of the price, I think the price would be a little too much for me. I think he might go higher than these guys because of the 30 30, you know, like maybe higher than Teoscar. I don't know, I don't know, maybe. I just don't see. I don't see the replication of the power. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see him sustaining that power that he has this year. Uh, I mean, he's good. Uh, and he also the thing about Mullins, he uses all fields, which I really like. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't just try to hit it, uh, you know, uh, to 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 pull side or whatever. Right. The one thing he does have on his side is the park, you know, and. Um, you know, the summertime uh, effects of, you know, Baltimore definitely helps him out, but definitely right. been a revelation and he definitely helped a lot of teams this year. Uh, I, I would probably just be, I think, a little more reluctant to draft him over um, at least pay Oscar. At hey, that, Rob, you know. sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Eli Jimenez, our, our favorite outfielder, just made a fantastic catch to, to, to save Giolito from giving up a homer, he, he went, his glove was over the wall and he jumped up against the wall and, and caught it. And he tore his peck again. No, he did it. He did it. Man, you know, so when your mouth just opened up, when they said Eloy, I was thinking two things. He hit a grand slam or has yeah. two homers or he got hurt again. And you tell him. No, no, he, he, made a great <laughs> he made a great defensive play. That's why you get a lot of baseball because. You just try to predict it, and you sometimes are very wrong. Shit, man. That's the last thing I thought you were going to say about Eloy Jimenez. So I want, I want you to watch that replay when you get a chance. I, I, I am going to. Uh, well, if I saw it live, I probably would have had a heart attack because he, <laughs> he, he was one of my bigger pickups of the year, I think, in my well, second. But he's, help, he's helping our boy Giolito. He is helping Giolito. Thank God. Good for him. Good for Eloy. Okay. okay. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I think um, 
you know, Winker is an interesting case. I think the injuries is definitely a legit thing. They just, they seem to be creeping. They always seem maybe to be Maybe you can get Winker like in the fourth or fifth round, do you think? Maybe uh, I'm, I'm too uh, optimistic on his uh, his spot. So maybe I, uh, yeah. he might be a value in the fifth round or something. Um, yeah. But, if he, uh, yeah. I think five is pretty deep. I think people loved him this year, and those same people will, will definitely. I mean, there's nothing not to love. The guy is, you know, the fat yeah, man. I mean, he, his he, OPS is almost at a thousand, he's at nine sixty. Yeah, he, um, he would have hit over thirty homers if he had stayed healthy. And you know, I think uh, there's right. a lot to like. There's a lot to like. It's funny his OPS and his WRC plus and his ISO are all higher than all the guys we've we've mentioned so far and he he's he's the guy who we both like you know, the least well he's just not going to give you any speed and and right. early in the drafts you know uh, it's great to get at least 10 or 15 steals out of your guys yeah um, so i don't know um, right I, well that was good i'm glad that we did that now i did have one other question for you which was very important it was you have to wear your hair for one week okay it has to be exactly like one of these two players. The first one is Jazz Chisholm, who generally has a different color with dreadlocks. You know, he's gone with purple and green, I think. And then you have a Lourdes Guriel, who he doesn't go for the dye, but he's got a unique hairstyle, you have to admit. Unique so- is definitely... <laughs> I mean, right. it, it's cool because he has like that hair wrap thing that goes up yeah. and then and then it yeah. sprouts out like a house plant. Exactly. It's pretty it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. I you know I what know. I I I like <laughs> you know, I uh I like when guys just you know have different styles and you know they're just like wow yeah, like yeah, he sure. yeah he totally feels good in his you know in his body for sure and, and his <laughs> hair but his hair is yeah it's pretty crazy but I would probably you know, um, it's close, you know, it, it, it's, I want to know because it always looks so straight. And I was like, does he straighten this with an iron, you know, or like, well, he uh, must do something. I mean, it, it, yeah, because it's really straight. Like it's, it's really straight and it really stays up. It's, it's not like it, it doesn't flop over at all. So, I got to get him on in the pre in, uh, in preseason and ask him if he, if he uses product or if it's just yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah. What product does he use? Yeah, um, but I, you know what? I'll go with jazz. I like, I like yeah. the, I like the, um, the electric color of the hair. Right. I think it just matches his personality too. Um, well, this he, is for, but this is for you to wear. Now, this is not. Which do you like better for the player? It would I'm, match I'm mine saying, too, Todd. I'm just, you know, I'm all jazzed up like jazz chisel <laughs> is. You know, well, I would say I would go with the jazz also if I had to pick. I just think Lourdes is just a little too out there in that style. Man, um, I can imagine the first time I met you at the main <laughs> event draft, if you had Jazz Chisholm hair, I would and, and sitting next to you, that would have been something else. Oh, sure. what if you had had the Lourdes Guriel hair and sitting next to me? All right, so maybe listen, maybe we'll do that next year. We'll go to the draft, and one of us has to. Uh, okay, okay. All right, I'll go since I can because I got some length. I. I'll do I'll do Guriel just so you can Guriel do Guriel because you you, you, you can, can do short yeah yeah and you could just do short polka dots you know electric colors in your hair but I get to pick which which color it is so. okay okay all right I can totally do with that all right Todd it's time it, it, it's time it's time for uh, I just want to mention one thing it's uh, uh, yeah. 
if if we we do this in Las Vegas, nobody will notice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. If we're walking mm -hmm. walking down the strip in Vegas, nobody would know it. They'd be like, "Oh, those are two normal guys." I've never been there, so I can't wait to see it. Well, just rest assured that if you're walking down the strip in Vegas with your hair like Lourdes Scurriel, nobody's going to bat an eye. It's pretty much like Times Square, then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a you know, it's it's the norm. It's not something it's that it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, fun. Todd. You ready for right, some pod ahead. decks? You ready go for ahead, pod? Pod decks. All right. Pod when decks. I, I'm going to start you off not with a would you rather, but the, just an open ended question. Okay. All right. Would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Would I ever pick up a hitchhiker? Not unless, not unless it was like in an area where it was like a, a college where I knew. You know that it was like a kid from the school or something like that, but no, I would say almost never. Okay, all right, yeah, almost cool. never would I all pick right. up a hitchhiker. It doesn't fish your risk, uh, your risk analysis that you take that you take on in your life. Yeah, really, I'm not, yeah. I'm not into that, especially if they have like a chainsaw in their hand. <laughs> uh, all right, Listen, maybe I... he's just maybe he's just a lumberjack that needs a ride. No, maybe, no, I don't yeah. A lumberjack with an axe that needs a ride somewhere. Yeah, right, you know? right. Yeah, he lives primitively. He doesn't own a car. Yeah, right. He needs a ride. Yeah, he needs a ride. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one more. Have you act? Have you ever accidentally texted the wrong person, and how did it turn out? Mm. I don't think I've done anything that was that fantastic. Okay, probably it was just another member of my family instead of the correct person. So I don't think yeah. I have a great. Great story to tell. About Instead of that. texting James Anderson your fab fab question, you, you <laughs> texted like you texted like your you know uh, some long lost cousin of yours. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe uh, like I I was really happy about a guy hitting a homer, and I meant to text James, <laughs> and I I texted my brother, and he's yeah. like, "Why do you care that this guy hit a homer?" <laughs> you don't understand. It's pretty funny, but. Uh, but then I tried to say, oh, it was a really long homer. It was really, really exciting. Right, right. <laughs> you know what? What's really good text move, and this is sh straight from, well, I mean, I've thought about it before I saw it on the show. But Kirby, I'm a big Kirby Enthusiasm fan, Larry okay. David. And okay. he he has um, a, a, a part of an episode in season nine where he gives uh, multiple people advice on... Um, doing the act it's, it, it's called an accidental text on purpose so uh, you you make believe that you're texting like let's say i'm texting you and i'll make it like oh hey todd blah blah blah, blah. but i i specifically send it to someone else you know for a reason that fits your narrative you know to try to maybe get you out of something or you know so, and it, it's great because if you watch the episode it's just so funny um, you know, how, how he takes it on and how the people who, who use his advice, like it actually works to their, you know, to the way they want it to. And it's the accidental text on purpose. And it's oh, that's really, funny. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty like you would, you would text, uh, Mark Srebro that you were, uh, I'm really going to pick up this player, Todd, <laughs> like, like, it's a player you hate and you're like, I'm, I'm going heavy for this guy on Sunday and he, and he sent it to Mark. So that Mark thinks he's got to block you. Could be something like that. hundred <laughs> percent. I'll tell you. So what happened in the episode was 
So they went to this dinner and Larry David made a comment on the water that was being served um, from the host. It was just uh, his, his friend Funkhauser, who's actually um, Super Dave Osborne, who uh, passed away recently. Uh, but he's in the show as Larry David's friend called Funkhauser. And he's dating this woman and she makes a meal. And so Larry is, you know, no filter. He comments on everything. And he asked if it was tap water because like it tastes like tap water. And, and she's like, there's nothing wrong with this water. And he goes, Marty likes it. And like he makes a face like kind of like, you know, not really, but I just drink it anyway. And she says, what? You don't like it either? You know, so blah, 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 blah. And uh, so he's in the doghouse. And um, <laughs> so Larry tells him to send um to send him uh to make believe he's sending a text to larry um and he sends it to her and he says hey larry you know uh i can't believe that you made fun of that water you know um you know i you know f you whatever he tells him to do he's like this will get you out of it and he texts her and you know he's like right. she's like oh my god thank you for defending my you know me I, you know i thought blah 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 and he's like wow you're a genius so that that was it in the show like in a nutshell of what <laughs> so you know he it, it's it, it's interesting it's pretty know? funny and also yeah. funkhauser pitches for the tigers he does he does he does pitch for the tigers all right here comes the would you rather all right okay. this one all right let's see oh let me mix up the deck. I can't, you can't get the same one as last time. No, don't give me the same one. Oh, and I happened to pick the freaking Gilbert Gottfried or Fran Drescher one again. Go figure. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah, ready. Would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Everything. Including mm -hmm. like oatmeal and uh, and uh, orange juice and everything, everything. Oh god! I think I think I think ketchup more versatile, maybe. Yeah, ketchup. I I would go with ketchup. I mean, I I personally like ketchup more than ranch dressing. Okay. So I gotta. I would have to go with ketchup, but it, it's it's pretty thick, so it would be it would be a bad mix on some things for sure. Right, for sure, hundred percent. Sure, yeah. I mean, more of a. I am a ketchup guy generally, but not on, uh, you know, like toast. <laughs> do do you do ketchup on your dogs? Yeah, I do ketchup on the dogs uh, as well. Some people uh, say that's a real big no-no. I mean, I know some people don't like it. I mean, I I don't understand if, if that's what you like to, to taste. I don't understand what the problem that's is. That's right, Todd. Exactly. Fuck that. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I mean, come on. If, yeah, if, give me a break. If you, like, if you like mustard, go with mustard. I'm I'm not a, opposed to it. My body, my food choice, damn it. There you, there you go. <laughs> All right, one more. Ready? Would you rather yeah. wear adult diapers the rest of your life or never wear underwear again? <laughs> <laughs> I have to I go with never wear underwear again. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to wear diapers. Yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to wear diapers or you really don't like wearing on the <laughs> uh, no well maybe a little both maybe a little... <laughs> no I, I i was i would not do the adult diapers thing yeah i hear you all That's right it. cool that was awesome that was awesome all right so as, as a reminder everyone make sure you head over to spstreamer.com check out todd's article and the rest of the wealth of information on spstreamer.com we got streaming articles um Pretty good stuff. Uh, all the writers there are really pumping out some fascinating articles every week. Yeah. And you'll get Todd's um, main event rundown sheet that you're so fantastically doing. Um, 
and it's cool. I know a lot of people have, uh, have, uh, reached out to me and yourself and give me some good feedback on it. So I'm, uh, I'm glad that you dove into this, Todd, and you took it on. It's, it's, uh, it's been you. it's been awesome to read this every week for sure. I enjoy doing it, and uh, you know, I think the, the podcasts have been great, Rob, especially the ones where I've not been a part of. I enjoy listening to them, and uh, you know, SP Streamer is good also for its podcast. You know, Michael Simeone right. is doing a great job with his um, streaming pictures. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think everything we've had a good year and. Uh, Hopefully we can finish strong. We got uh, three weeks to go and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it kind of turns out. Do you, um, are you happy with the results of all your leagues right now with, with how you're doing? Like uh, what's the level of satisfaction for you if it ended right now? If it ended right now, I would say I'd be happy with the results. Yes. Okay, good, Definitely, good. But- there's there's a there's a few leagues where I, I didn't do what I wanted or as well as I wanted, especially the one you and I are in. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I you know if I go back in time to the picks of you know Acuna, Kershaw, and Grassnow, I would say I had good reason to take them. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean I, I I enjoyed the year. That's the most important thing, and and some of the leagues are doing quite well. Yes. So, um, I know in the I auction un- championship, you were hovering in that, you know, top five in the overall. You're at eighth now, but, um, you know, still still striking distance to move up into the top five. Yeah, I think I don't think I will because of the Cunha injury, but but that's been doing well. My, our online team, James and mine, is really having a really strong year. So um, so I'm really enjoying it. And Rob, you're you're doing very well, especially in the two mains and. I just, uh, it'll be on pins and needles till we get these things decided. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. I just choked on water. <clears throat> don't, don't mind me. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, best because I made such an excellent point that uh, made you choke. Yeah. You know, you, you just, <laughs> you, you, your podcasting skills are really rose to the utmost level. So <clears throat> realize when, when you said that, uh, Todd, you can podcast with me, how great I was going to be. <laughs> you oh, said this, this guy's probably just average so i can just uh cruise through it but now i've been so great that i'm making you choke so you know todd <clears throat> i know they have um <laughs> yeah the fswa right um yeah the fswa has all those awards is there oh, like really? a is there like an article slash podcast um category where you know, an article gets into podcast form, you know, every week and just that would be that would be our category. I mean, even if we're the only ones who 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 can be in it. I mean, just really? well, let's who, go. Who talk? Let's talk to somebody about that. Let, Are you an FSWA member? Uh, no, but yeah, I think neither am I. You probably find somebody and harass them and say, well, we want to be in a, in a category where there's no other competitors. Yes, nominate us for something that doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, you know, does anyone else do something like this with a an article slash? I don't, I don't think anyone goes through an article the way we've done it. You know, carefully. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's listening who who does know of one, I I I'd like to know. It'd be of interesting it. to know, but I think no, most people have their own format, but they don't go through an article. Okay, good. I mean, I mean, I. I 
it's cool having the only thing like that, perhaps, but it would also be cool if there was some others out there. So then at least we could definitely have a category and 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 be nominated for it, Todd. Yeah, we need a category. We need a we category. Need a category. <laughs> best, 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 um, you know, best article slash podcast combo or, best, or you know, best something like that. Underrated co-host podcast. Oh, by the way, speaking of podcast, um, uh, the Picture List boys, uh, Adam Howe and uh, Kevin Hastings invited me to be on the Fab uh, cast this weekend. Oh, awesome. I was on that early in the season. They're really you were good on guys. earlier, so they're going to have me on. Uh, yeah, they really, so. I really like those, uh, those dudes. Adam and Kevin are really good. Um, uh, I like it how it's just, uh, it's a Saturday one that, 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 you know, nothing really. Um, I'm, I'm usually caught up to my pods by then and that comes out and it's like oh you know cool so usually I get to it on Sunday morning where I'm taking out my dog and I pop it on for right, as much as right. I can and yeah you can, yeah, you can yeah. listen to it Sunday morning it's good it's a good one yeah yeah very cool Todd I'll be looking out for that and hopefully they'll ask um, if anyone wants to ask you questions and I'm going to prepare some good ones for you Oh, yes, please, please. We need questions from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Todd, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, so it's at Telstar7. Uh, anybody wants to reach out, I'm happy to try to answer questions. And um, hopefully everybody enjoys the uh, articles on SP Streamer. They're free. And uh, we'll be following all these races down to the wire. So uh, you can sort of get a sense of all these leagues. Right. Amen. Good stuff, Todd. Good chatting with you again, and we'll do it again next week. All right, Rob. Take care, buddy. All righty, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Poor Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro, the Dead Poor Hitter. Thanks for everyone who's been listening to the podcast since its creation and continues to do so. Really, truly appreciate the support. Um, thanks for listening to the show. Hope everyone is having fantastic success in their in- endeavors this year in fantasy. And if not, um, you know, I hope you're you're learning you know that's the the biggest goal um i find myself just striving to learn everything i can and um, every every corner of uh the game so um you know to make sure to do a reflection of your season and to be able to pull out things that you can take with you next year not so much even just player evaluations you know maybe see if you have bad fab habits or um you know whatever you can can point out about your game that you can give it a good under the lens you know why is this why am I not succeeding in this area and um, you know take those things with you into the draft table next year so you can dominate you know and um, yeah all right hope everyone has a fantastic week don't be a bag of shit